Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Happy PCOS Awareness Month. It has been such a great month and I've been enjoying sharing tips every day with divas on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm excited to be heading down to Orlando this weekend for the PCOS Challenge Symposium. And if you're there, please come say hi. I'll be giving a talk on Saturday about PCOS lifestyle tips. And I hope to be sharing that presentation with folks that weren't able to make it on social media later this month. So watch out for that on Facebook and Instagram. So this month for PCOS Awareness Month, I thought I would do something a little different with the PCOS Diva podcast. Last month, I asked divas to submit their questions for an upcoming Q&A podcast. And so this is it. This is the Q&A podcast, and I'll be answering some of your really fantastic questions that you submitted um, last month. So there are lots of questions. I hope I can get to them all, um, and we're going to just jump right in. So the first question from Jane is, what gets inflamed in PCOS? And what besides turmeric lattes may, might help? And who doesn't like turmeric lattes? If you've never had, they, sometimes they're called golden milk. Um, if you've never had a, a golden milk turmeric latte, they are really delicious. And yes, Jane, they're, they're very anti-inflammatory. Um, a lot of times they're prepared with ginger, which is another anti-inflammatory um, herb or I guess it's a root. Um, so you add turmeric and ginger, and I like to add like a little honey and cinnamon and nutmeg, and then some non-dairy milk like almond milk or um, oat milk makes a nice latte because it can it foams. So golden milk lattes, turmeric lattes are great. And we'll talk about some other really um, helpful anti-inflammatories as well, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of um, a, a background about PCOS and inflammation. And I talk about this in my book with 
inflammation being one of the, the root causes of PCOS. And inflammation isn't always bad. Our body uses inflammation to uh, fight off um, microbial or autoimmune issues or um, metabolic issues or if you know if you get a cut on, on or you injure yourself playing sports it's a sign of the body deploying white blood cells which help heal injuries fend off disease and replace aging cells but the problem with inflammation and PCOS it's this low level chronic inflammation that affects so many systems of the body and I'm going to read through a, a list of symptoms of inflammation, and I bet you can cross, you know, kind of check some of these off as I'm going through them. Weight gain, allergies, brain fog, joint pain, irritable bowel syndrome, GI issues like bloating, gas, diarrhea, acne, asthma, gum disease, chronic sinusitis, and anything that has an itis at the end is uh, the root is inflammation. So things like diverticulitis, which I've been hearing a, a lot more divas are, are, have been dealing with. Um, so anything with itis, high blood sugar, depression, belly fat, fatigue, eczema, psoriasis. And it's kind of interesting that research is pointing that women with PCOS have higher levels of circulating C-reactive protein, or CRP. That's a marker that I recommend you be tested for. It's um, listed in my labs guide, which is available at pcosdiva.com labs. So the C-reactive protein, it's an indicator of general inflammation, uh, independent even of obesity. And obesity is one of the factors that drives inflammation, as well as um, things like food sensitivities. So uh, if you're sensitive to, to, uh, to gluten or dairy, those are very inflammatory foods, or sugar is very inflammatory. Um, allergies, stress, those are all um, kind of contribute to this chronic inflammation. It also might be a result of environmental and lifestyle factors like pollution, poor diet, smoking, lack of exercise, and poor dental health. Although I think sometimes that the, this chronic inflammation, it really contributes to the, um, your poor dental health, especially gum issues. And that's kind of um, often a, a symptom of PCOS that people don't talk about. So your, your question, Jane, was what gets inflamed? So pretty much every system in the body can get inflamed when you have this low-level um, inflammation with PCOS. The good news is that there are lots of things that can help. So I find that the most important thing to do is to start eating an anti-inflammatory diet. And if you've... Um, got my meal plans or uh, been following the Healing PCOS book, you'll notice that all of my meal plans are anti-inflammatory. They're, they're filled with lots of nutrient-rich veggies and um, seeds and nuts um, and all of these foods that, are, that really help quell the inflammation. 
And I promise you, if you start eating this way, you're going to start feeling better after a very short time, and you're going to see some of these signs of inflammation subside. So also, there's some very helpful supplements, and we had just talked about um, turmeric and ginger. And I have a supplement called um, PCOS Diva Deflame, and it's a formulation of lots of natural anti-inflammatories and is super helpful if you take it to um, help with this chronic low-level inflammation. But it's also really helpful if you have an injury. Uh, you can take it kind of like Advil, and it's um, something that I, you know, I give to all the members of my family whenever they uh, you know, have a, a sports injury. Then we have resveratrol. And resveratrol is another supplement that is a, a great antioxidant. It's also very anti-inflammatory. And I also love CBD oil. And I've written about all of these things on PCOS Diva. So if you want more information, you can check out my blog on CBD and resveratrol, um, as well as turmeric uh, and the anti-inflammatory diet. So all of those things help with inflammation, and it's a great way to start healing your PCOS by utilizing um, you know, all of these tools in your toolkit. Okay, so question number two. Eugenie is asking, what are some signs and symptoms that PCOS can cause but no one talks about? So yeah, there's, you know, everybody talks about obesity and insulin resistance and acne and hair loss. But over the years, I have found that and, and sort of discovered some of these uh, signs and symptoms that nobody are, uh, has been talking about because I've been encountering them and then going online and looking on PubMed for research around these symptoms and PCOS. And just a little side note about PubMed, it's a great repository of medical research that you can go in as a layperson. You, know, you don't need to, to have a science background to really start digging in and getting some information and knowledge for yourself. That's how I've learned a lot about PCOS. But some of the interesting um, signs and symptoms are things like hearing loss. And I discovered a couple years ago that I was experiencing hearing loss, and I wondered if it had anything to do with PCOS. And sure enough, there were several studies that showed a connection between hearing loss, especially in the high frequencies, and PCOS. So that's one symptom to kind of look out for. Itchy dry eye is another one um, that is associated with PCOS. Gum disease, as I mentioned in the, the previous question, um, is also a symptom of PCOS and is, I think um, the inflammation is absolutely a contributing factor. And then the skin condition, keratosis pilaris. And the, uh, another skin condition um, called HS, and both of those skin conditions are, have been tied to PCOS, 
and I hear about from lots of women um, with PCOS that, that struggle with them. So as I'm thinking of another skin issue is skin tags and skin tags are kind of associated with uh, insulin resistance. So skin issues like that as well. There, you know, chances are if you are struggling with some type of um, issue that whose underlying factor is an inflammation, it can be a sign and symptom of PCOS. And I have information about all of these things on PCOSDiva.com if you want to dig deeper. So Montana, this is the third question, she was asking that uh, she recently got diagnosed and she has um, normal blood sugar. She's already dairy and gluten-free due to having celiac disease, which there seems to be a correlation between women with PCOS um, and celiac, if, uh, just as an aside. And she says that her doctor says that it was a triggered from adrenal fatigue, hypothyroid, that she's had in the past few years. She wants to know what the best diet is to help heal this because she understands that low carb is, is not great with people with slow thyroid and adrenal fatigue. So I also got another question from Wiley about what kind of diet is, is best. So I want to take a moment and just talk about PCOS and diet. And I've done several podcasts about PCOS and diet, what's the best diet for PCOS with different um, experts like Martha McKittrick. She's a, a dietitian that helped write one of the, um, the first books out for, for um, patients for PCOS, Walter Fotowhite's The Patient's Guide to PCOS. But these experts are all sort of have the same um, uh, opinion, and, and I do too, that there's really no one-size-fits-all approach to diet and PCOS. There's many phenotypes of PCOS, and people like um, Montana have different uh, um, underlying issues. So she, she's dealing with adrenal um, fatigue and hypothyroidism. And um, some women are dealing with really severe insulin resistance and obesity. And then we have thin women with PCOS who, you know, may have some degree of insulin resistance, but um, it's not as severe. So we all need to be eating, as I mentioned before, when we were talking about the root cause of PCOS being inflammation, an anti-inflammatory diet with lots of produce. I think that's, that's sort of my number one rule, and experts agree. But when it comes to your plate, I, I kind of um, go by a balanced plate um, approach and look at sort of the ratio of macronutrients on your plate. And I think that that, that can be, um, can vary depending on what works best for you. And the only way you can figure that out is by experimenting with your diet. So I really recommend starting with half of your plate being veggies and then a quarter of your plate being some type of a clean protein and then a quarter of your plate being either a gluten-free grain or a more of a starchy root starchy vegetable root vegetable so you don't want to do both in the same on the same plate 
And then on top of that, a very generous, I call it a dollop of fat, but that might be avocado or butter or olive oil or avocado oil, um, nut butter, seed butter, you know, nut seeds, like something that's a really healthy form of fat. Now, once you have that balanced plate, then you can really experiment with it. Some women feel better with much more protein and fat and, and less of the carbohydrates or maybe no, um, none of that starchy vegetable or grain on their plate. Now, for me, I've found that I have to have some carbohydrates like the starchy grain or the root vegetable to feel grounded and to keep me satiated until my next meal and, and a good amount of fat. So I think for, for every woman listening, you really need to experiment and see how the food makes you feel. And then on top of that, you need to look out for those food sensitivities so I recommend that all women with PCOS eliminate dairy and gluten for at least a month and just see how that makes you feel and then add the food back in and then notice how it makes you feel both mentally and physically. And then some other foods to consider um, kind of experimenting with removing are eggs. Those are a, a very... Um, popular, well, popular is not the right word, but a very common food sensitivity. Um, peanuts is another one. Um, and you just kind of experiment with these foods and see how they make you feel. So no one fits, one, no one size fits all approach to diet for PCOS. You have to just experiment with the ratios, but making sure that you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet. So our next question is from April. April wants to know, can chiropractic care help with uh, periods, uh, heavy periods by decreasing flow or help with other PCOS symptoms? And should my chiropractor know that I have PCOS? So I've had several guests posts from chiropractors on PCOSDiva.com, and you can uh, search for those by just plugging in chiropractor or chiropractic in the search bar on PCOSDiva. But one of my favorite practitioners, she and I actually developed the essential oils course together, Dr. Megan Kirschling. She wrote a great article about chiropractic care, and she says that if you're working with a chiropractor, have them assess you for some of the following structural concerns if you have problems with your cycles. So the first is tailbone, tailbone injury, that um, often adjusting the tailbone can be um, very easy, an easy way to help with, um, with your cycles. And then the other one is pelvic floor dysfunction, that many times pelvic floor needs to be assessed and treated. And um, to talk to your doctor about, your chiropractor about that, if you have any pelvic floor issues. And then finally, she talks about sacral blockage, that there's this two-way highway of nerve input to the organs, skin, and muscles from the spinal cord to the brain 
that's dependent on nerves, organs, skins, muscles, and spine to be working properly for the best communication. And sometimes there's blockages along this highway due to spinal misalignments, tight muscles um, that need to be addressed. And there's two ligaments that she always evaluates in individuals with menstrual concerns. The two ligaments are the iliolumbar ligament and the sacrotuberous ligament. And by stimulating and releasing these ligaments, it's easier to release the pelvic and sacrum region. And these are usually very tender for women with PCOS. So April, talk to your chiropractor about your PCOS and your um, menstrual symptoms. And read this article by Dr. Megan Kirschling on my site about chiropractic care and bring it into your doctor and talk to him about it. There's, I know that um, early in my journey, I did a lot of chiropractic care and it really helped me with regulating my cycles. And it also really helped to boost my immune system. I, I had, I was sick all the time and when you have chiropractic adjustments, it, it increases, um, it helps with your immunity. So it, it, that I've, I found that to be really true for me. Okay, so the next question is from Tammy. Tammy wants to know about natural herbs to replace Clomid. So if you're talking about herbs, there's two that work synergistically together that are very helpful to induce ovulation. And it's not something that you want to be um, on all the time. It's a, kind of a, I think a, of it as sort of a temporary fix, but that's peony and licorice. And you don't see um, much talk about peony and licorice, I think, in a lot of the PCOS um, boards out there, but they're very powerful um, ovulation-inducing herbs when they're, work, when they're used together and really help to um, help with ovulation. So that would be um, the herbs that I would suggest looking into. Uh, a lot of um, Chinese medicine practitioners can often make up a formula for you. And if you can't find um, a practitioner to do that, uh, there's also a, um, a manufacturer called Con Herbs, I believe, K-A-N, herbs that sell a licorice and peony formula. But make sure that you talk to your doctor before you take any new supplements, especially licorice, because um, it can, you know, there might be some counter, um, some other indications with, with other um, drugs that you're taking um, or if you have some health conditions. So make sure you talk to your doctor before trying um, new supplements or herbs. So Marsha is asking, what about fruit and also eggs? So I think that there's a lot of myths around whether women with PCOS can eat fruit. Uh, I tend to really focus on the low glycemic berries, cherries, um, apples, pears, and I tend to stay, um, I, I wouldn't say stay away, but, but I reduce the amount of the more kind of tropical high glycemic fruits, you know, even very ripe bananas, um, 
and watermelon, it tends to raise my blood sugar too much. But I've realized this through, again, experimenting with fruit in my diet. So I really encourage you to you know, experiment with fruit as well. But I really try to keep my fruit um, serving down to, you know, probably once or maybe twice a day. So if I'm going to have a morning smoothie with berries in it, I might have an apple with some nuts for a snack later in the day, but that's about it. Um, I don't eat fruit all day long. And um, it's, I think this is where getting a glucometer is really helpful to see how food is impacting your blood sugar. And especially fruit is one of those things that can surprisingly impact your, your blood sugar more than you realize. So fruit is, has tons of antioxidants and nutrients that are really important for our bodies. Uh, but you need to experiment to see the amount and the type that work best for you. And eggs, as I mentioned earlier, eggs, a lot of women can have a, a real sensitivity to eggs. But if you don't, then eggs are a great source of protein. I like to get, uh, you know, I pay a little bit more money for organic free-range eggs and living here in New Hampshire we have access to a lot of um, farm fresh eggs that uh, you know you can get just by driving down your country road people you know are selling eggs so uh, look for the best quality eggs that you can get but I think that they definitely have a part in the PCOS diva diet. So let's see, we have a question um, from Katie. I eat a whole foods diet and I see great results in reduction of my symptoms. However, I would really like to have an adult beverage every now and then. What is the best kind of alcohol with the least amount of sugar to consume that will wreak the least amount of havoc? That is such a great question, Katie. I think alcohol um, can be very inflammatory, and women with PCOS should generally uh, try to, you know, try their best to limit the amount of alcohol. But, you know, as PCOS divas, we know that we have to learn how to live with our PCOS for the long term. And I don't know about you, but I hate the feeling of diet deprivation and denial. And if somebody told me I could never enjoy a, um, you know, a, gl a glass of wine with my out with my friends, um, you know, I, I would, I would be very sad. <laughs> um, so I have found a great wine distributor. It's um, an online, I guess you would call it kind of like a wine club, and they're called Dry Farm Wines. And I'm trying to get the founder onto the PCOS Diva podcast. Um, I hope to have him on because I heard him give a lecture recently about wine and, um, and his wines and why they're, they're, I think that they're best for women with PCOS because he screens the, all of the wines for any chemicals, additives, and they have to um, 
fall within a 9% um, 12% alcohol content and they have to be low sugar. So I always feel good about drinking dry farm wines because I know that they're the cleanest wine out there and they have the least amount of sugar. And I actually, I feel good with them. So I mentioned resveratrol in the, um, the question about inflammation. And resveratrol is a compound that is found in grape skins. And it's in, it, yes, it is, is in wine. And I think Pinot, Pinot Noir has the um, most resveratrol um, in it. But you'd have to drink like bottles of Pinot Noir in order to get the amount of, of resveratrol that's in um, a supplement like my resveratrol plus supplement. But, you know, you're still getting resveratrol when you're drinking red wine. So that's kind of that, what I um, drink if I'm going to have a, um, alcohol um, on the occasion that I might have a cocktail. I usually uh, have Tito's um, vodka because it is gluten-free with um, some soda water and maybe like a splash of cranberry juice or something. But I, I think that staying away from those sugary um, drink uh, cocktail mixers is really important. So my, my answer for that question would be stick with red wine and maybe um, you know, a cocktail that doesn't have a lot of sugary, um, a gluten-free liquor that doesn't have a lot of um, sugary drink mixes in it. So, but again, it's a mindful indulgence and something that we do um, really mindfully and, and on occasion. Okay, so our final question is, what cocktail of supplements would you recommend for those who suffer from almost every symptom of PCOS? So I think it's just important to preface that uh, you can't out-supplement a um, bad diet or bad lifestyle. So it's so important to get your diet on track and eating that anti-inflammatory diet with a balanced plate approach and making sure that you are getting movement in and um, exercising and reducing your stress and getting enough sleep um, and making sure that you're taking good care of yourself. And then supplements, yes, they play a very important part. But I also don't believe in throwing everything at your PCOS symptoms. I do believe that every woman with PCOS needs to be on a really high-quality multivitamin with methylated B vitamins and folate. Uh, my Essentials Multi also has uh, nutrients in it to help with your blood sugar and insulin control. And then I think that every woman with PCOS should have their blood, um, their vitamin D level checked to, in their blood to make sure that you start optimizing it. And everybody's blood, uh, vitamin D level is different. 
So everybody's supplementation for vitamin D would be probably different, as, it would be different as well. So making sure that you're, you're supplementing to optimize your vitamin D, you're taking a good multi, and then taking a omega-3 um, supplement as well. I, I take fish oil. I know that there are some women that are vegans out there. So there are some um, vegan DHA supplements, uh, fish oil supplements, but those are the three things. Plus, I really love the supplement of Ocetol because I think it helps on so many different levels of PCOS. There's lots of information about all of these supplements on my website. And then I also have a supplement chart that shows you uh, by symptom, what supplement would be helpful for you? Um, but if you have, if you if you mention that you have all, all suffer from every symptom of PCOS, I really think if you start eating well and exercising well, sleeping well, taking those few supplements, you're probably going to be feeling a lot better, and your sup and your symptoms are going to subside, and then see what is left. Um, that you really need to tackle. There's uh, supplements that we talked about earlier that help with inflammation, like uh, Diva de Flame or the turmeric and ginger and CBD oil and resveratrol. There's supplements that help with um, elevated levels of androgens. Um, Saw palmetto is one. Spearmint is another. Uh, resveratrol helps with androgens as well. So just get your, your lifestyle down, the few, those few supplements, and then see how you feel and then kind of reassess. So those, that, that's my answers to the Q&A. I hope that you enjoyed it and found it helpful. I'm always happy to um, answer your questions. Reach out to me on social media, PCO, amy at pcosdiva.com. And enjoy the rest of PCOS Awareness Month. And I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at pcosdiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.